It's time for All Access with your host, Lord Roland Roland Turner and Armando Vasquez. We're going to take you behind the scenes and give you all access to the world of music, sports, and entertainment. This podcast is a free service of Global Entertainment Group and Media. Sharing this podcast is encouraged and appreciated. Be sure to send us your comments and questions. Now, sit back and get ready for All Access. Welcome to another episode of All Access. I'm rolling, rolling with my co-host, Mr. Armando Vasquez. What's going on, brother? How are you today? Baby, it's a pleasure to rejoin our podcast. Absolutely. You know, we've got an exciting show tonight, man. Let me tell you, uh, listeners, you're going to be so, you're going to enjoy this podcast so much. Tonight, we're going to be interviewing Brad the Dad Schultz. And uh, Brad the Dad, he is, uh, he, his family has a big legacy in the music industry. His grandfather played piano at silent movies, uh, and he is a phenomenal musician. His two, uh, two oldest sons are uh, Brad, Lee, and Matthew from Cage the Elephant, and uh, his youngest son is Daniel from Dan Luke and the Raid. And let me tell you, tonight, buckle up, we got a solid hour of a great interview with uh, this outstanding, awesome person. Brad is an amazing person. He's a great friend. He's been my friend for quite a while, and I tell you, you guys are going to have a blast tonight. I cannot wait for everybody to uh, share this uh, amazing experience with us. But before we get there, how are things? How you been? Everything going and okay? I, I, I do, dude, I could, if I was doing any better, I'd have to take a pill, brother. I am doing fantastic. You look kind of pale. When I saw you the last time, you look kind of pale. <laughs> yeah, I look pale. pale. <laughs> yeah. It seems yeah, like you need yeah. some sun. I look pale because I need what? Sun. The sun, you know. Yeah, you know what? Because it's been cold as hell. But it is now warm, and it's been fantastic. I mean, spring is here, and uh, we've been enjoying some 70-degree weather. And, uh, you know, life is good. And there's so much exciting stuff going on. March Madness is going on right now. It's I the madness. The madness. And you've been covering a lot of the stuff from March Madness. And I've been busy, of, buddy. I've yeah, been busy because. Uh, tell us a little okay, bit well, about Okay, uh, well, we have the Over Tigers coming into town here in Kansas City, Missouri, your house, everybody's house. So I've been in contact with some of the people down uh, south. They know all about sports. Uh, I have an interview lined up and ready to go for tonight's podcast with Mr. Lee Shervanian, the wow. voice of WNSP, WNSP.com, and a historian in sports. And just like any other interview that we do, Davey, ask for five minutes and they give me an hour. So Yeah, I, I know. We have never had an interview that lasted five minutes. Yeah. Never, never, never did. And I'm just so excited about all access and everything that is coming to you guys. Uh, more than likely, I will I will be in the streets of uh, Kansas City, Missouri, while the Overtangers uh, are playing this weekend. But uh, we're, we're going to let Lee Shervanian tell us all about that. And then some. We talk about the NFL draft. We talk about... Uh, 
Major League opening day tomorrow here in Kansas City. Oh, and I, all I can't wait. I cannot wait. And you know what? We're going to share all of this with you guys, but we want you to know that these are not interviews that are you going to get on the radio. These interviews you only get on all access, and it's real life. So yeah. the dog is barking in the back. They got to wash the dishes just like you and I. And that's what makes this podcast so special. Absolutely. And, and you know, and, you know, uh, yeah. Isaac, I, I am a big fantasy uh, sports player. I play fantasy football, fantasy so basically baseball. Basically, you bet for a living. <laughs> I play fantasy football, baseball, basketball, fantasy golf, fantasy You basketball. live in a fantasy world. That's what's yes, happening. Yes, I do. <laughs> You're wrong. Yeah. It's you know real. What? And, and one of the great things on the sports episode of our podcast is uh, I'm going to be giving some fantasy advice because I am 90% on my win ratio is 90% in fantasy sports. So what we'll do tonight is we're going to cover uh, the interview with Brad the Dad Schultz. Uh, we're going to cover that, and then we're going to do the very next episode, which will come out um, a day or two after this one. We're going to have a big March Madness one, talk about the Auburn Tigers, uh, in the you know in the uh, March Madness, we're going to talk Actually, about fantasy sports. And it's it needs be to come out. It needs to come out tonight because the Tigers play on Friday, so it's kind of time sensitive. Yeah. So we're going to put it out there uh, tomorrow morning. Okay. For whatever it means for whoever is listening, but this is a podcast. It's real, and we can do these things because it's yeah. our own podcast. Absolutely. We don't have a time restraint. Uh, no, we, we don't. Up a new, we picked up a new sponsor, Black Tie Tuxedo, and uh, we're going to be featuring them on the show tonight. And it's just going to be an exciting night. So, you know what, everybody, sit back, get yourself a shot or something to drink or maybe a cup of coffee and get ready. Well, here comes a great interview with Brad to Dad Schultz right here on All Access with Roland Roland and Armando Vasquez. All right, welcome to All Access. This is Roland Roland and my co-host Armando Vasquez. We're real excited this week. We have in the studio with us one of my friends that I go back a long way with, and he means the world to me. We have Mr. Brad the Dad. Brad the Dad Schultz, how are you tonight, Brad? Fine, Roland. How are you? Man, I am fantastic, and it's great talking with you. I know you and I talk quite a bit, but uh, I thank you so much for being on our radio show and our podcast. Uh, it is just an honor to have you here. And Armando, I want you to meet Brad. Brad, it is a pleasure to meet you. Um, I had the opportunity to uh, talk to Brad, the dad, Charles, uh, prior to talking to you. And uh, I am just beside myself that, that he's given us the time and the opportunity to uh, chit-chat here in in our podcast, All Access. Thank you for joining us. Armando, I'm glad to be here. I didn't know it was possible, but it sounds like, Armando, can you get any more Spanish? Every week you get more and more Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I, I am Spanish. What can I do? (laughs) Every week you just get more and more Spanish, man. I'm going to have to start taking one of those classes so I can understand you, man. And I've known you for 30 years, bro. No, it's just, you know, we had three different things going at once, and it just seems like 
the volumes are not what they need to be, but once we get done with this interview, we'll make sure that all the levels will be perfect. Hey, hey Armando? Yes, sir. You know what's important to know in Spanish, a phrase? Is, Tell me. Uh, it's uh, mucho trabajo, tiempo irse ni a la casa. <laughs> you are absolutely 100% right. I'm left out. I'm left out in cold. No, it means a lot of work, a lot of work, and not much money, but we're still doing it. <laughs> well, you know yeah. what? Uh, I want to get into this uh, interview because Brad, uh, his whole family has a a wonderful, rich history in the music and entertainment industry, and uh, I have been to several. Uh, Brad to Dad's shows, and his music is amazing, his stage presence, his voice, and it comes from his soul, and you can feel that, Armando. Uh, and listeners, let me tell you, if you're in the Bowling Green, Kentucky area, uh, there's a little bar there called Pitballs, and let me tell you something, it's like being at home. It's a great place, and, uh, you know, I know you can catch Brad playing there. He plays all over, but you can catch him playing there. And I tell you, it'll be a night you can remember. Brad, uh, what's been going on lately, man? How's everything been going? No, it's been going good. Uh, it's been a cold, nasty winter, but uh, we're just getting ready to get get started. I started to say get rolling, but I, I didn't want that to be. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, yeah, it's been a good, been good, and, and uh, everybody's been busy, working hard, and anyway, now is getting into, you know, the, one of the biggest uh, tour seasons, and, you know, not only do I think about things I have to do, I also think about my sons, you know, and how much I'm going to get to see them. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of your sons, uh, listeners, Brad, the dad, he's got uh, three kids that are in the entertainment business. And then he's got one that's not like Jeremy is his son. It is just a, you know, he's a manly man. He's a great guy, family man. And then he has three other kids. He's got two kids, uh, Matthew and Bradley, and they're in a band that everyone out there will know. And then his youngest son is Daniel. And, you know, Daniel, <laughs> to me, Daniel's a rock star, dude. I love him to death. He's got a new record deal. and His band is called Dan, Luke, and the Raid. Is that correct? Yep, they just now did the first leg of their very first road tour. And, uh, you know, it's hard for me to remember all the names of songs, but he just is getting ready to release uh, a single. And then he did a, a South by Southwest. He played out there, and uh, he got some recognition for his song, uh, Black Cat Heavy Metal. Yeah, and you know, uh, I read the reviews from South by Southwest. Uh, they came across my news desk, and and they were great. The reviews were amazing. And uh, I didn't tell the listeners your other two sons are in Cage the Elephant, and the, you know they're fantastic kids too. To have three kids, uh, how does it feel to have three kids that are rock stars? And you know where they got it from? They got it from you, my man. <laughs> well, you know, I I. Uh... You know, they couldn't help but get a little influence, I guess, over the years. I've been in playing music 
all their lives, you know, but uh, I have to give credit to God as well. He's blessed us, and uh, they're getting ready to do their tour, and uh, uh, that's going to start up in May, and uh, they've had a number one hit, um, uh, Ready to Let Go, has just uh, made the charts and hit number one, so we're proud of that. And I do thank you for all your uh, flowery compliments. <laughs> well, you know what, Brad, uh, the listeners don't don't know, but I, I've got to say it. You know, you and I have known each other for a while, and I'm I'm not talking about it just like acquaintances. We've been really friends. You've been like a brother to me, and you helped me through some really hard times in my life, and you have meant the world to me, man. And, uh, you know, there is something that, that I know we need to do this year is we need to do that documentary about you and your family. Cause, now, tell me a little bit about, let's go back on your family history a little bit, and, and, and you can bring it in, and we can talk about all the way back to your grandfather, or great-grandfather, whichever one that was playing the piano uh, at the uh, silent movies. Yeah, my grandfather. He, okay. uh, his father uh, and his mother both were musicians. I mean, and you're talking about, you know, a couple that got married in the 1800s. My granddad was born in 1907. <laughs> and uh, when they got to be about five or six years old, my great-granddad would take the kid, his kids into the local store and tell them that they could pick out one instrument. And uh, anyway, he ended up uh, picking up clarinet, but then uh, later very quickly started uh, playing piano, and he was good enough that by the time he was about 12 years old, he got a job. Uh, of course, you know, that was in the near the Depression uh, days, and everybody was expected to do their end of the deal to... Uh, you know, make ends meet for the family. And he got a job working at a theater playing in a piano pit for silent movies. And he did that all the way through high school and his college years. That's amazing. Amazing. He told me one one time that he wasn't allowed to play the same piece of music. Like they would bring in one movie and he would, you know, kind of write the composed a piano part for it and then uh when they brought in another movie he had to change it and he got there one day late and they had changed movies and he didn't know it and they got to a love scene in the movie and he played the same kind of piece that he played for the movie before Mm -hmm. and the owner of the theater came up to him and boxed his ears. Oh, Lord. Him. Yeah. <laughs> and he said blood trickled down his ear. And from that point on, he never, you know, he was always original. And I think as much as the music and the influence he had on me as mu- in music, he had a huge influence on being original. Wow. But you That's... certainly got you certainly have 
pass that tradition down to your kids, Brad. You know, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm one of those guys, and I'm also a musician, that kind of got fed up with the new music scene. I just wasn't even looking for a new band to listen to. I kind of lost uh, hope, if I may, in the new scene and the new musicians, all these uh, Bruno Mars and these big productions. And, you know, everything seemed to me so overproduced. And all of a sudden, I don't know where comes this band called Cage the Elephant. <laughs> and it was introduced to me by a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, and she said to me, you have got to listen to these cats. They are amazing. <laughs> and sure enough, she plays the CD, uh, the one that made him popular a few years ago, and everybody that is listening to us, we are talking to uh, Brad the dad, but I'm going to just call him Brad, and Brad is uh, the father of uh, a couple of kids on Cage the Elephant, which is one of my new favorite bands. So I listened to this record, and I'm like, this is what I've been waiting for for years. It blew my mind. It blew my mind. And Armando, can... Armando. Yes. Now, Brad, I want, you to, I want you to think about this for a second. Armando and I have known each other for 30 years. We played music together. And Armando, if you think about this, I don't know what year it was, but it was at least 10 years ago. It had to have been 10 years ago. And Brad, uh -huh. correct me if my timeline is wrong. But before I met Brad, and, uh, of course, Armando and I are both from Mobile, Alabama, and we had this big right. festival called Bay Fest. There was uh, nine stages, 150 bands over three days. And the first time I saw Cage, and I didn't know Brad, I didn't know the boys, but the first time I saw him was in Mobile, and you were with me. Three doors yes. night, and they were there. They had opened up for that show. Oh, baby, I cannot believe you remember that. I do. I remember. You're absolutely 100%. Yeah, that I, was about, yeah, nine years ago. It had to be nine years ago because that's when I left Mobile. Brad, are we about right on the timeline? Yeah, probably. That was right around the third year. And they probably were uh, touring on the album Thank You, Happy Birthday. Absolutely. Which i got to tell you about that album. Uh, when they, uh, in their younger years, they were in a battle of the bands, I gave Matthew his first real decent good guitar on his 16th birthday. <laughs> right. He, Six weeks later, he had a band, and they played a couple of shows. And about two weeks later, after he started that band, he said they were going to join. Uh, they were going to enter a uh, battle of the band. And I told him this might be a little early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? They won that battle of the bands on a local level. That's awesome. And. Uh, Anyway, they were all stoked up, you know, about it. And I told them, I said, well, when you're on the David Letterman show, you know you're, you'll know you know you're successful, and I won't have to tell you. 
Right. So years later, at, at, you know, they went through two or three bands and ended up with uh, Cage the Elephant. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, the same drummer played for Cage the Elephant that played in all the other bands that they called Perfect Confusion. But in any case, so they, they came out with uh, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. Right. And, of course, the song stayed on the charts until the uh, DJs in the radio state announcers just ended up retiring it. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. And <laughs> so they did their... Uh, that was probably their second album. That was their first album. The second album was Thank You, Happy Birthday, but they released it on my birthday, January the 11th, and debuted it on the David Letterman show. That's amazing, Brad. What a great story. Yeah, it's, and so, uh, uh, you know, it was a, an emotional thing for me, you know, because I had said that to them, you know, when, when you get on the David Letterman show, and I did it just as a joke. But, hey, God bless, came true, right? Yeah. Wow. You know, I, I got to say something, uh, Armando. I want you to hear this. Okay. I got you. Now I can picture him telling him, telling the kids that when you're when you get on David Letterman, you'll be famous. And listen, when it comes from Brad, uh, the dad, let me say this to you: he's no toy. He's no joke when it comes to music. He is a hell of a musician. He's a hell of a songwriter. And and I can't wait for you to see him perform and play. And then you'll know where the boys got their talent from because the guy that you're listening to right now, everybody out there in Radio Land, the guy you're listening to right now, he is no joke. He is the real deal. Um, And I'm not saying that because you're my friend. I'm saying it as a fellow musician. Uh, Listen, you know my history and, and the listeners know my history. I've been blessed to play with everybody, all the way from Rick James, you know, all the way through, you know, everybody you can imagine. And I can tell you that Brad, the dad, is absolutely awesome. And I know that you've been working on a record. And uh, how long are you going to be out? How long do you think it'll be before you're finished with the new record, Brad? Uh, actually, I'm doing it one single at a time. Okay. And uh, getting ready, you know, my my... I, I have a small house. I don't want to make it sound like I've got this big, elaborate, you know, home with a recording studio in it. <laughs> but, I've seen your recording uh, studio. Is, I think it's pretty awesome. Well, I mean, it's a recording studio, and it, and it uh, is uh, anything that – it's everything anybody would ever want as far as, you know, all the bells and whistles or whatever, but – it takes my uh, practically my whole house. I have one little den in my kitchen and my bedroom that has nothing to do with studio. <laughs> oh, in <laughs> the bathroom. Although we have used the bathroom for an echo chamber before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brad, I got to tell you uh, how this happened. Davy and I lost track of each other for quite a bit. Davy, I would say 10 years, maybe 11 years. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and, and, and I'm so glad that you are bringing God into this conversation because uh, he is the power that brought us back together. Yeah. And he is. And all of a sudden, we're having this conversation about music, just sitting outside Dave, uh, Roland's house. 
Forgive me, Davey. I just can't help it. You know, I've known you for so long. Well, anyway. All the fans know yeah. that I, I, I've been Davey. That's my middle name, and I've been Davey forever. Yeah, please he forgive me. You're my brother, and, and I can't help it. But I will call yeah. you Roland, okay? No, you know what, I, Isaac? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you just call me Davey, and I'll call you Isaac, because that's how we know each other our whole life. Exactly. Exactly. Brad, you got to exactly. hear uh, this. I, I, so uh, I got to So anyway, Brad. let me finish. Let me finish real quick. So we're having a conversation. And, and, you know, we were talking about new music and this, and I tell Roland, I said, you know, this has been one band the last past six years that really captivated me, grabbed my attention, because I'm one of those musicians that always goes back. When I want to find something, I go back, back. I go to the Beatles. I go to Eric Clapton. I go to, I just go back in time, the 30s, the 20s, you name it. You know, I like that. And all of a sudden, here's these kids. They just blew my mind away. And I said, you know, I love this band, Cage the Elephant, man. Have you ever heard of him? And David just started laughing. Yeah. He just started laughing. He goes, have I ever heard of him? Yeah. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, no, I know them. And I'm like, no, you do not. Well, I And here we are talking to you right now. And I met their dad and, before I met those boys. And let me tell you, oh, I can't so exciting! Wait, I can't wait for you to meet uh, uh, Brad, the dad, uh, Armando, because you know what? He he is he fits into our little mold and our clique and our family, and he has the same spiritual values. And uh, that's why I'm telling you, he's such a class act all the way around the board, uh, from just a, a human standpoint, an awesome person. But as a musician, I mean, dude, he's the real deal. He brings the wood every time I see him play. Oh, I have no doubt. Look, I'm just listening to their kids. I mean, it tells you everything you need to know about the family. Yeah, well, I'm going to make sure I get you some music from him, and we're going to feature some of it on our our radio show and podcast so that uh, the listeners can enjoy it uh, and support him because, let me tell you, uh, he's a force as well. Now, now, Brad, I wanted to tell you something real quick about Armando. Um, he, he and I, uh, we've been friends a long time. And back in my heyday, and I don't want to make it sound, you know, uh, arrogant or anything, but I had a pretty uh, But he is. I, I had a pretty big house. And let me tell you how big it was, uh, Brad. Armando lived in my house for three years, and I didn't even know he lived there. <laughs> now, it's that's true. The truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. He it lived in my house because I toured a lot. We toured about ten months out of the year, and I know when I come home, like I'd be home two or three days, I'd go in the kitchen and he'd be in there cooking. And I'd be like, "Hey, brother, what's up? I hadn't seen you in a while. I had no idea he lived in my house for three years." <laughs> <laughs> Brad, I thought he was in his room. I, I, just, <laughs> I didn't know that he left. I mean, because we were also doing our tour. Uh, eventually, uh, the drummer that played with my band and in those days ended up playing with uh, many of uh, Roland's bands. So yeah. we had a studio in the house. We had a rehearsing room. So it, it was very difficult for Davey and I to really see each other, but he was kind enough to let us stay there and and uh, become musicians, if you, if you may. Um, I got to ask you, I, I got to ask you, Brad, 
what were you playing when your kids get in their musical formation? What was the music that they grew up listening to? What were their influences? If you don't mind sharing okay. that with us. Say that one more time. What was the what the last part you said? Well, yeah, me, what yeah, what were question. their influences, musically yeah, me, speaking? Oh, let well, me, I mean... Let me ask it a different way. What influenced you and what, what trickled down that, that influenced you, like your grandfather, and what influenced you and what influenced Brad and Matt, Bradley and Matthew, and then what influenced Daniel? The music that I listened to, um, you know, I spent when my was when I was just a little boy, I uh, went to my granddad's house every weekend, mm-hmm. and he always was playing, um, you know, Matavani, uh, Dion uh, Warwick, uh, Lena Horn, uh, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, all the old Rat Pack, you know, those songs. And uh, mm-hmm. when I grew up, uh, after he passed away, you know, I loved that music. And everybody was getting into all the bands like Pink Floyd and Aerosmith and the Beatles. I love the Beatles, too. I have to say, uh, I can't really say I have a favorite, but they're in the very top of the list, you know. And well, you can, you can certainly hear that influence in, in Cage. For sure. The Beatles well, the influence. I knew that I I could never be as good as Burt Backrack, uh, Montavani, Henry Mancini, and all them. But I thought I could be the best me that I can be. And so I started writing songs uh, when I was only like six years old. And... Uh, my entire collection of records, I had the soundtrack for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and I had uh, Burt Backrack with Dion Warwick, and um, I had an Aerosmith, and I had uh, the Beatles' Abbey Road album, and that was pretty much my whole... Well, I had some bad company. <laughs> and anyway, <laughs> anyway, so, you know... And I love James Taylor as well, and John Denver. So, I mean, I didn't have a huge record collection. I did have a uh, Porter Wagner. And uh, anyway, but I made my own music, and I look more at the song structure of the uh, people that I had in my record collection than I did you know, what they were saying or how they were playing it, you know, the, the, the structure, ABC, you know, uh, verse, chorus, bridge, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just winged it. And so as the boys were growing up, um, I was doing shows every week and they were standing outside my uh, sound room, uh, dancing sometimes we had the old amps that had the old-fashioned analog reverbs and they'd be dancing and jumping up and down so hard they'd make the the reverbs crash (laughs) (laughs) 
And I tell them they could listen, but don't get so excited that they, you know, mess up the music. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. And, and you can really tell that that's where they're coming from, that kind of genre. I can hear the, the Beatles. I can hear Frank Sinatra. I can hear Paul Anka in there. I can hear the Rat Pack a little bit. And almost I can hear Henry Mancini uh, in the background of their music as well. You know, for those of you who don't know who Henry Mancini is, he's the creator of the theme for the Pink Panther movies. Right. The Peter well, Sellers. Uh, I don't know yes. if you know this. Henry Mancini was one of the biggest composers for shows that we grew up with, like the Bob Newhart show and all yes. those old shows. The yes. theme of those shows, that was Henry Mancini. Exactly. But his claim to fame, as you and I know, and, and Roland, was the Pink Panther theme. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, when Cage did their uh, their tour on the album Unpeeled, mm-hmm. they had a full percussion. Uh, Jared Champion is a drummer. He's a phenomenal drummer. I've got to tell you a story about Jerry when you get done with this story. So go ahead. Yeah, uh, Jared is just a phenomenal drummer, but they had to get two or three other percussionists to sit in with them because they did it with a full string and brass orchestra. The unpeeled album uh, Mm -hmm. is unplugged. You know, it's for acoustic. Yes. And, uh, you know, they had uh, the percussions like timbrels and, uh, all the percussion instruments, and then they had a full orchestra, and then they had a full choir. Uh, we went to uh, the Ryman Auditorium. They performed when they performed in Nashville, and um, man, walking out on the stage uh, before the show, show of course, I didn't get up there and crash their stage in the middle of their show. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, wandering around at the uh, and and looking at all the the instruments that they had, I mean, it was just huge. To me, it brought back those days of my granddad because I could feel the presence of mm-hmm. all the instruments of the years in all those. Uh, w- Stringed instruments, uh, cello and violin and, and violin and uh, bass bio and all those and all of it was there, and it just really was a moment, you know. I yeah. can only imagine. I can only imagine, and they did it for you, Brad. Yeah, you know what, uh, Armando? This is another thing that I, I love. Brad played, I'm getting a little emotional. I got to be honest with you, yeah, Roland. Hard Brad, not, it's hard. Not to. I, 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 it's really touching my soul because I'm a huge Beatle fan and I'm a huge Henry Mancini fan, and I grew up listening to Frank Sinatra as well and Glenn Miller and all those great bands, big bands uh, from the good old days. I was so fortunate that my parents. Um, 
allowed me to listen to that music when I was getting my musical formation. Yeah. So you know, I am getting a little emotional. Well, you know, the thing is, that's so appropriate because I remember my, you know, nowadays there is so much uh, of a, uh, the biggest thing that seems to and needs to overshadow all the music and all the different genres around the world now is mm-hmm. goes back to a song that was popular in the 60s, What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love, you know, and there's Amen. so much love, love, love. However, yes. my granddad used to say, it's the expression of emotion. And really, that is what the music is all about. It's not about promo. It's not about, you know... No. Uh, I mean, the videos that people that, that, and the work and the thoughts that go into to music videos and uh, all of that, I, I hope that people don't ever lose sight of, I mean, we can talk about the love of music, but the love of music is the emotions of our uh, of individuality and, and, uh, and our souls and, and of all society. Yep. It's from our our very existence. It comes from the core of what makes us who we are. Uh, you know, Brad, um, before I forget it, uh, I want to say one, one, I want to tell one quick story about Jared, and then I want to talk about you. I want to talk about your Facebook page. I want to talk about how people can hear your music and that way they can compare the influences on what's going on with today's music. Now, I remember the first time that you and I were hanging out, and I think we were in Nashville, and uh, the boys had a concert, and after the show that night, we were backstage, uh, you know, just having a few adult beverages. Yeah, it was a Sins Amphitheater. It was a Sins Amphitheater amphitheater in Nashville. Yep, and we were having a few adult beverages and talking and Jared came up and we talked for about five minutes and he took his necklace off and he gave it to me. And, and oh, really? Yes, he did. And I, I've got that necklace and I wouldn't take anything for it. You know, he's such a kind soul. And I just, you know, that stuck with me because this kid, did, I mean, and I call him a kid because, you know, you and I and Armando are a, you know, a little bit older than everybody else, and <laughs> I uh, speak I, for yourself again. <laughs> I I took it. You know, this kid's a rock star. He didn't have to do anything. He did that out of the kindness. We talked for probably thirty minutes, he and I, and he gave me a, a necklace, and and I thought that was the kindest thing in the world. You know, and to this day, every time I see those guys, he's always so kind and so nice. Of course, your kids are as well. Armando, I got to tell you this before we go to Facebook. Uh, every year, mm-hmm. and Brad, you'll have to tell us when this happens. Every year, you guys. Well, I, have to tell, I have to tell you something real quick about Jared. Okay, yeah, go ahead. If you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. no, uh, go ahead. It's all yours. Talking about the, the kindness of Jared, uh, you know, he and Matthew, well, Matt Schultz uh, and Bradley became friends. Uh, when they were only like 14 or 15 years old. Right. Bradley played football, Matthew played football, and Jared played in the marching band. 
Right. And uh, in those years, that's the time back when I got my divorce um, from Bradley to Matthew's mother. Right. Good woman, but things didn't work out with us. But, right. you know, all the emotions, talking about emotions, uh, the emotions yeah. that that go along with a, a breakup and, you know, the, all the uncertainty, you know, about how you're going to, uh, you know, what the logistics of getting kids to school and, you know, back home and different things like that. Jared was 16 years old when that happened and Bradley was 16, Matthew was 15. And uh, Jared just came up to me and he said, now this is a kid. And he says, I know you're probably, he says, I'm sorry to hear about, you know, you divorce and everything. And he said, I just want you to know that Bradley and Matthew don't ever have to worry about a ride anywhere. He said, because I'll make sure they have a ride to school and wherever else they want to go. That's a kid, you know. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing uh, story, you know, and I can see that coming from him because he's just well, all the guys in all the guys in Cage the Elephant are those kinds of guys. Everybody in Dan, Luke, and the Raid, and my son, Jeremy, um, they seem to uh, be attracted to good people, and good people seem to be, uh, you know, attracted to them. So, you know, that's that's another big blessing. You know, uh, Brad, let, let me tell you, I, I really want this conversation, I really want this conversation to be so much about you you and i've been friends for a long time and and i'm so uh proud to be your friend and call you my brother and i love your music but it, and i it seems like we've got to intertwine you know the kids in it and I, and I hate that because i don't want it to take away from from what i'm i'm trying to do here on the interview about you but you know what it, well then i'll take an opportunity to, to return it to you i i love you too <laughs> brother hey listen you have You've helped me through something, and and, and and I had a point I was going to make, and I'm going to get sidetracked. I want to I want to say the point. I, let me tell you, I've been around some of the biggest rock stars in the world. I've, I've been at Stevie Wonder's house, and I could go on and on and on. But you know what? Your boys are rock stars, and they're real rock stars. They won Grammy of the Year last year for a rock album. I mean, your boys are the real deal. And you know what? They do not. They do not act like rock stars. They're the most awesome kids, and that's a, a, called an upbringing from a father who brought them up right. And I know your ex-wife as well. You know, uh, you guys raised some great kids. That's what you did. Thank you very much. Yeah, and, and that's even, the reward every that's the reward every parent should be looking for. Absolutely, compliments great, like that. Great kids. You know, your kids by all rights could absolutely be going buck-ass wild. Because when I was in my 20s and I was playing with Rick James, trust me, brother, I was buck-ass wild. Your kids, are, <laughs> uh, uh, they're the most mature and adult kids I've ever seen in my life. And uh, Well, you know, I, can't, I don't want to put anybody on a pedestal. We all have a tendency to party, and as you know, Having uh, hung out with me, uh, <laughs> not, you know, even at the the, the, the down home uh, uh, home side of uh, oh, 
kid balls. Yes. Uh, we have all partied, and there's nothing wrong with a good party, you know. Uh, you just got to follow the rules uh, of, uh, you know, don't drink and drive and all that, which we always have a designated driver. That's not a problem. Yeah. But uh, I, I've done the party scene, too, and I've probably gotten just as uh, buck wild as, as you're talking about getting. And I'm sure my boys have, have had their fair share of uh, that kind of fun as well. Yeah, and you know Brad, what? Brad, I'm, Brad, I'm, Brad, I'm, let me late. just uh, stop Armando, for a minute. Armando no, 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 Brad. Davey Armando. hasn't stopped. Davey's still partying like a rock star, okay? Hey, let me I just am. put that out there. <laughs> I, I, I do still take it a little bit to the limit, but the fans know and the, the listeners know that I will take it to the limit a little bit from time to time. But i, I got to tell you something about Brad real quick, Armando. Go uh, ahead, Dave. A very dark period in my life back in October, okay? And, mm -hmm. dude, I was, you know, I've always been the, the glasses half full kind of guy. But in October, I got to the glass was empty, and I was in a really bad way. And we, he helped me through some really hard times. And you know what? He told me something, mm -hmm. and I start my day this way ever since that conversation. And, Brad, I know you'll remember the conversation. Every morning yeah. when I get up, and I get ready to do what I've got to do for the day, and I get dressed, and I get in my car, the first thing I do is I say the Lord's Prayer. Because sometimes yeah. you just don't have it in you to know what to say, but that prayer is perfect. It opens up my day every single day, 365 days a year. Since that conversation I had with Brad the dad, I open up my day with the Lord's Prayer. And you know what? It has worked for me. We have been blessed. We've been blessed with our families. We've been blessed with our radio show. We've been blessed with our podcast. And, and I'm going to tell you, uh, when you surround yourself with good people like that, people that really care, that's how you get to the next level. You know what? Uh, the thing is, to anybody's success, no matter what they're doing, when I was young, goes into another little story. And I'll try to keep it brief, but my father, my father was Ms. a homeless. You can take all the time you want. This yeah, is our yeah, podcast, and this is your house. Take yeah, all the time man. you want. Yeah, you might have to do uh, to be continued and do it in two shows. <laughs> and we will if we have to. Well, you just know. Uh, I was the carpenter for my father, and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it isn't like, uh, you know, we woke up in the music family and, just it's never been anything but music. I worked my tail off uh, as a carpenter, and uh, I, when I was about nineteen or twenty, I teamed up with two other carpenters, and we, as a partnership, started framing and uh, trimming and building my father's houses that he built built for uh, you know for sale, and. Uh, we were building a house in a new development that's now a big subdivision in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but we were building on this one road and we were about a quarter of a mile from another house that was being built. And we both crews, both companies started to build their house on the same day. And, uh, you know, Bowling Green's a small town. 
we uh, stopped and talked to the other crew, and we kind of talked some smack about who was going to get their house done first. Uh-huh. And uh, so we got the frame up, and all the rafters and all that from both houses were up. We were going, it was, we were running neck to neck. And uh, one night there was this terrible, terrible storm. I don't know, I can't remember if there was tornado or whatever, but the next morning it was clear. Uh, we all rode to work together and we pulled into that little development. And um, their house, we would pass their house on the way to getting to the house that we were building. And when we pulled into the development, that house was a pile of timber. The wind had blown it down. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, the older man that was um, kind of, well, he was the lead man, and we were more or less his uh, students, you know. But anyway, Hmm. he said, let's stop and help these guys pick that lumber up. And uh, so we drove up, looked at our house, made sure it was okay, and it was okay. And we went back to uh, the other house and the pile of timber. And we just thought, oh, that's just terrible. And the man said to me, he said, you know, unless God builds the house, the laborers work in vain. Because, you know, God could bless the work. And so when Cage the Elephant got started... And the first time they won that battle of bands, it wasn't Cage the Elephant, it was the other band, Perfect Confusion. Okay. And uh, I told Bradley and Matthew, I said, you have to always remember one thing. And they said, what? And I said, unless God builds the house, the laborers work in vain. And I've told the same thing to Daniel. And, uh, and now Cage the Elephant has prayer before every show. And so does uh, Dan Luke and the Raid. And yep. then my other son, Jeremy, I mean, of course, he remembers that. He's into uh, more of the academics of college and all that, you know. Uh, he took a different route. Yeah, he has a huge... Anyway, the main thing is, unless God builds the house, the laborers work in vain. Yep, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Amen. And, you know, sometimes... Um, I don't always project that, uh, especially if I'm out on tour. And Brad, you oh, know. Oh, yeah, me I'm... neither. <laughs> neither do I. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, the thing is, I, I know who really is in charge. Yeah, and so do I. And, you know, Brad, I shared a very uh, private moment with you earlier in the year about the tour this year with uh, with the band that I was playing with, Lords of the Acid. And, and, you know, my heart has to be in everything that I'm doing. And right now, my heart is into, uh, you know, it's it's it, it wasn't into any of that this year. It's it's into, uh, you know, it's into the radio. It's into my family. Uh, it's into the podcast. And I'm more happier now than I've ever been. I mean, you know, I've got someone real special in my life. Uh, and I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just blessed. Now, I, I really got to say this because, I want the listeners to pay attention and to write this down. I want you all to hear some of Brad's, the dad's songs. 
and they can find those. Uh, can they find them on your Facebook page or on the? Are they on? They can. Yeah, and you know, I kind of veered off one of your questions. When was I going to be doing more? Right. Um, and this project that I'm starting now, it will become an album, uh, and but we're going to do a release on a, a single by single, the old fashioned way, you know. Right. Sure. Absolutely. And then, and then uh, after we get further along, we'll combine the com- the collection into a, an album. Uh, but I have to say that uh, we're shooting for somewhere in uh, end of May and or June uh, of getting the first stuff ready to get it out there and start, you know, doing shows and showing everybody what we're doing. Um, and uh, I, I think it's one of the most emotional works that I have ever done. We're in the studio working on it. And, I, you know, I think about what I'm saying, not only to the general public, but I think more intently what I'm saying of what I will leave behind for my children. Right. When a lot of times, right in the middle of the song, I get into the chorus and we're in the groove and everything, and man, I just break down and man, the tears start flowing, you know? Yes. You're you're talking about your legacy, Brad. That's what you're talking about. And when you start thinking that way, that's when the emotions really come out. It's your legacy. You are looking at this album as your legacy. You have right now have touched my soul and rolling souls like you cannot imagine. I'm sitting here really wiping my tears just listening to your stories. And I have to be honest, because if, you, if you're if you not, then what's the point of this conversation? Yes, absolutely. It is well, amazing. you can hear my songs on uh, Facebook and Reverb Nation. I haven't been real big on promo, all that stuff. I have people that I run into a lot at you know, all the different shows and festivals and, I mean, Lollapalooza and uh, Bonnaroo, you know, I've had guys that are in the music business come running up and throw their arm around my neck and I'm asking Bradley and Matthew, I'm going, who is this? You know, and I don't want to be a name dropper, but they'll say, that's, you know, this guy and He's, you know, with the such and such record company, you know, and anyway, and anyway, the guy will say, um, like one of the guys said to me, he goes, oh, I wanted to uh, put your stuff out there so bad, you know, and uh, we need to talk sooner than later and all that. And, but, you know, I, I, I have been a dad and I guess I'm more, I'm, I'm only human, but. I just love going to my son's shows and uh, hanging out with them and stuff. And my stuff has been pretty much on the back burner. And uh, Daniel played with me, with Dan, Dan Luke and the Raid. Daniel played with me, Brad the Dad, and Novus DeVitas 
from the time he was 12 years old. Yes. Uh-huh. And he's 23 now. And about a year ago when I had some health issues and everything and, uh, you know, at that time was really thinking about, a, you know, doing a, a record, you know, deal, I basically thought, well, it's, you know, time to kind of sit back again. And I told Daniel, I said, you need to take some of your stuff and get it out there. So he started working on his stuff, but he said, Dad, I want to still play with you, you know. And I said, yeah, but, you know, everybody leaves the nest, and uh, you've got to do something with your music, you know. But he played with me for 10 years. Yeah. So and, you know, Bob, I've, uh, had the, I've had the pleasure and honor to be uh, uh, to, to be there with you and your kids on stage, and I've been on stage with you, and I've had fun. And you know, Brad, this year, my son, uh, his new record, will come out in May. Um, his group is Dos Reyes, and their reviews just came out on their new record. Uh, they just finished their album this last week, uh, and I produced it. And I am, you know, I'm blown away because unlike you, I had no idea my son was even interested in music. He was sneaking into my studio at home and taking songs that I had written music and not words and uh, he started taking clips and making beats, and, and the next thing you know, he sends them to me one day. I'm driving down the road. I think I told you the story. And he sent me a, you know, some songs, and I said, what are that? What is these songs? And he goes, well, Dad, I didn't want to let you down. That's why I didn't let you hear them. These are my songs that I wrote, and I pulled off the road and started crying. They're, you know, it just blows me yeah, away. Yeah, it happens to me all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I stand on the stage, on off the side of the stage, uh, behind you know you know backstage, and uh, I listen to the music. Uh, a lot of the songs that you know Matthew or Bradley or Daniel and uh, Jeremy writes music as well. He just plays right. it that really. Want have anything to do with the music business. But anyway, things that they they show me, and here we are, just this little family in a little town, and, of course, Bradley and Matthew now are in Nashville, and Matthew's all over the map. But in any case, uh, I stand there and I listen to these songs, and I look out at the crowd and these people, and I'm like, where did they come from? And there's like 75 or 100,000 people standing in front of their stage, and it just blows my mind. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's called when you bring up some your children and you bring up with God in your house, anything's possible. And, and, and with that, I'm going to say this. I want all the listeners out there to go to Facebook and look up Brad the Dad, and I want you to listen to his music. I want you to. Well, they have to pick up Brad, Brad the Dad Schultz. Okay, and Brad. They can watch something. Brad the Dad Schultz. It's Brad the Dad as one word, and then there's a space between Brad the Dad and Schultz. One space. Yeah, I want. I want now, let's all, get let's get it right. Let's get it yeah, right. I want all the listeners to go to Brad on Facebook to Brad the Dad one word, then Schultz, and the last name is spell it Brad. <laughs> 
Spell it, Brad. It's what now? Spell your last name. Oh, S-H-U-L-T-Z. Okay. Brad, so all the list go go to Facebook, Brad the Dad, one word, Schultz, and I want you to listen to his music. I want you to watch his post. I want you to pay attention, and I want you to sit back in your room in the dark, and I want you to listen to the words, and I want you to listen to the melody of the music, and I want you to see where the heart and soul of that music comes from. Uh, and, and yeah, I want... It is all, uh, I'll have to make my own little disclaimer here. <laughs> it's all <laughs> a lo-fi uh, recordings. This project I'm working on now is probably the first uh, hi-fi, high-fidelity. You know but, what? Uh, Let me say this. It's on Reverb, Reverb Nation as well. Yeah. You, you don't have and to make... SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to make a disclaimer because the listeners that listen to our show they're real music lovers, okay? And, and they listen to people that you may have never heard of. And, and the, what I encourage is not the commercialism. I encourage the soul and the heart and soul of the music. And uh, we don't promote anybody on this show unless we believe in them, unless we know that that it's coming from a place and is, you know, influential in today's society. And so, listeners, I want you to go to Facebook, Brad the Dad, Space Schultz. I want you to listen to his music. I want you to go to Reverb Nation. I want you to go to SoundCloud. I want you to listen to everything he's got right now and then wait with anticipation for the new stuff to come out. And I want you to support him. I want you to show him love. And I want you to tell him how how, how the songs affect you. And then I also want you to, to go to his son. Dan, uh, Dan Luke and the Raid. I want you to listen to his stuff. I want you to show him love and support him. And I want you to continue supporting Cage the Elephant and showing them love. Because let me tell you, the Schultz family, uh, I don't know if you guys believe in the Bible code, but I guarantee you, if you put it in there, they will. They have made an impact in society, and they will continue to do so for a very, very long time. They're a fantastic family, a great, great influence in the music industry and in the world today, and it's just a pleasure to be friends with you, my friend. Well, thank you very much. I will say one thing. Uh, you know, uh, we were talking about uh, uh, unless God builds the house, the laborers work in vain. There's mm-hmm. also a verse in the Bible, and I think it's in the seventh chapter of Ecclesiastes, and uh can't remember what verse it is, but it says, Be not overly righteous, neither make yourself too wise. Why bring trouble upon yourself? Neither be too wicked. Why destroy yourself before your time? So in other words, there's a balance. And You've got to achieve it. We're not, right, we're not fanatics or, or anything like that. We don't want to be put on a pedestal. It's just that, you know, we always got to give God, you know, his due uh, recognition. And, uh, but, but at the same time, there is a balance. You know, I, I don't want to appear to be overly righteous, that's for sure. No, you are not. And I don't have to worry about being too wise. No, you don't have to worry about a thing. This is your house. Go on. Yeah. Well, let me let me tell you, listeners, you've been listening to this interview with Brad the Dad Schultz. 
his family has been influential for a very, very long time in the music industry. And let me tell you, if you've never listened to Brad the Dad, if you've never listened to any of his kids' music in either of their bands, uh, you owe it to yourself to take some time out, to take some quiet time to yourself and listen to the music and, and listen to everything about it. And let me tell you something, it'll bring a blessing upon your life. It really will. Roland, let me, let me uh, wrap it up by just saying one thing. And Brad, I hope that you enjoy visiting with us today in all access. I really I have. Told you, I told you one thing, guys. It, it, this was a blessing for me. I was going through a really tough day today. And you have inspired me again. And it was like a God sent to me to hear your words and remind me of what's real. And I feel completely different right now. What a blessing you have been, Brad. No, nobody is. Nobody is. And my day just got better by listening to you talk to us. Thank you so much, Brad. I sparingly make promises because I, you know, sometimes promises can be hard to keep, but I, I will make you all one promise mm-hmm. that we finish the first song. I will send it to you and you can put it out there to play. I'll make sure you're one of the first to get, no. to get a copy. Really? That's awesome. That's, 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 that's I don't think awesome. I do. Thank well, you, Brad. I you have to be on the, on the show and uh, being here. And uh, uh, and I uh, uh, hope that your your path and everything is a beautiful one. And we appreciate that. You know, Brad, let me tell you, there's there's thousands, and, th- and thank God, there's thousands and thousands of listeners to our podcast and our radio show. And uh, and you know what? We we always keep it real, a hundred percent with with everybody, and we always have. And uh, mm-hmm. and and you know what? I can't wait to share that music with them when you send it, uh, because I, I know it'll touch them as it has me. Now I got one more question for you. When is the next time you're going to be playing that show that you guys do every year? Y'all do something at Tit Balls. It's kind of like a family night where everybody's there, and you know you guys are just having a a great time there, and, and that bar is like the size of my living room, man, and I love it. <laughs> it's Kid Balls, and uh, actually, that show has been going on now. This next year will be the sixth year, and it's funny because people drive all the way from Chicago and St. Louis and yep. uh, Arkansas, Atlanta, Georgia, all over the country to that one show of mine, and it started out, Perfect Confusion used to book the show for some odd reason. It just turned out, now this will take us back down off the pedestal, uh, <laughs> after Thanksgiving, a day of, of prayer and Thanksgiving, we would go to the local bar <laughs> at night, Love and it. uh Tidballs, and uh, my sons, uh, then it was uh, perfect confusion, 
and they would play. And uh, then when they became perfect, I mean, uh, Cage the Elephant, uh, they came in from their tour, and I said, uh, so when are you going to play at Tidballs again? And they go, oh, man, you know, they'd already done like 200 shows. And I said, uh, don't tell me you're not going to do a show at home, you know. So for a couple of years, they continued to play on thanks, uh, the day after Thanksgiving uh, at Tidballs. Right. And so then the next year came around, and the owners of the club called me, and they go, hey, what's the chances of getting Cage the Elephant again? And I said, well, I don't know. And they said, well, what about you? You know, because sometimes I would get up there and play with Cage the Elephant. You know, uh, we'd pick out a, two or three songs, and I'd jump in and kind of crash their show a little bit. <laughs> and, right. uh and for those of us who do, who do not know, Brad, what instrument is the one that you play the most? Because I know you're a, yeah, a versatile musician. I play around with piano and guitar. Guitar is my main instrument. I've written okay. two or three songs with piano, though. But anyway. Hey, hey, hey Brad. So, Brad, wait a second. And you're talking about crashing a show in Armando. Well, I crashed their show a couple of years ago, so I got I got to play with them a couple of years ago. And trust me, I was not at my best because I was ten sheets in the wind. But I had a blast. Now go ahead, Brad. Well, you talked about you talked about getting on the on the stage with us. Uh, that was Black Friday, and uh, <laughs> I, I started to say when you How said, appropriate. Well, you said you, you got up there with us too, you know. And I remember I said to you, I, I, I was going to say to you, when you were telling the story about getting up at Tidballs, and I, I was thinking, yeah, wasn't it a mess? <laughs> I, I, I remember the song we did. Do you remember the song we did, Roland? Oh, gosh. No, no Brad, I Have don't know. Have you ever seen the rain? Oh, I, I want to know. It was. Yes. Yep. It was. Oh, and, wow. Uh, of course, that was that was like I think what it was was it was like one of the last three songs we did. We always get like a little standing ovation, you know. And right. when we do a, a standing ovation, I always try to do something, uh, you know, a cover tune. And I did that, and I got you up there, and we both sang. Have you ever seen the rain? I remember way. that. Oh, it was amazing. And the you know, it's not the way it's always done, but it worked. Yeah, and you know, that was the last show that Big, uh, Mike Ward, and I know you remember Mike Ward, God rest his soul, uh, you know, he was like my brother, and that was the last show he got to see any of us play any music before we had that real horrible car wreck, and, you know, it took his life. So, uh, but it was, and I still have pictures from that show, and I'm going to text those to you tomorrow, Brad. Okay. I sure am. I, I've got pictures of me and you standing in the parking lot smoking cigarettes and talking trash <laughs> and all of our friends out in the parking lot that night. Yeah, you know, that's on YouTube, the, the video of that night. Was, oh, God. Uh, was, uh, I, pro I probably don't want to hear it because I, I may have been singing in Q flat, dude, because I was, I was hammered by the end of that show because Mike Ward was one of those big bodybuilder guys that, 
he had something to prove every night. So it was like, line the shots up, line the shots up, line the shots up. And then there was a band that opened for you guys that night, and it was a husband and wife, and she played clarinet. I don't remember their names. But yeah, Nick and Melissa. Yes, and they're great people. And we got to the bar, yes. and we all drank together, and the rest of the night was a blur. Yeah, actually, Melissa and Nick are, are uh, wanting to get in on this project I'm working on now. Okay, awesome. Well, I know they were really good yeah. people, and I enjoyed I enjoyed them. But that particular night, uh, your son Daniel and them played as well. Right. Played with you. And then a few weeks right. later, uh, I went to somewhere in Nashville, and, and uh, I took Mike Ward with me, and we went and watched Dan. Dan Luke and the Raid play somewhere, and Matthew came out, and Matthew and I stood at the bar and drank wine and watched the boys, and they were fantastic. We really enjoyed it. Yeah, you can't always get wine at Kid Balls. Matthew always, uh, uh, they give us, uh, you know, uh, a little leeway, and of course, I can't remember that night if I had my motorhome there, but uh, we used to bring wine and leave it in the motorhome, and of course, in the motorhome, it's a 35-foot motorhome, and we, the party would end up both places, in yep. the club and the motorhome. Right. <laughs> well, you know what, listeners, we have kept you guys here. Listen, uh, we've been on here over an hour. We have way overindulged ourselves with you, Brad, because, you know, it's been a blessing. Every time uh, we interview some people that are close to us, like the Buck Cherry interview was supposed to be like ten minutes, and it was an hour and a half. And this yeah. and Praga, Praga yeah. turned into a two-hour interview. But Praga with Lords of Acid was two hours, and this one's over an hour because we really uh, we have an emotional connection and a, a kinship uh, with you In guys. Fact. And so it's been fantastic. But uh, once again, I want the listeners to go to Facebook, look up Brad the Dad at Space Schultz. Listen to the music there. Go to go to uh, SoundCloud and uh, Reverb Nation. Listen to his music and stay tuned because when he finishes his first single on this new record, uh, we're going to feature it here on our podcast and our radio show because we want everybody to listen to it. And be sure you support Brad the Dad. Be sure you support uh, Dan, Luke, and the Raid. And be sure you support KZ Elephant because they come from a great, great family, the Schultz family. Here at All Access, there are many great charitable causes that we like to contribute to. This particular one today is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And for more information, go to their website at lls.org. That's lls.org. Stick around for more All Access. What an amazing, amazing interview. Good God. What do you think about that, Armando? Uh, rolling and uh, uh, there's tears rolling down my eyes right now. Uh, what an inspiring person Brad is, and yes, and, yes. and the genealogical tree that comes out of him. And if you can elaborate a little bit more on that uh, for our listeners, uh, it would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, you know what? Let me t- let me tell you this. I I know Brad, uh, and, and I've I've been on stage with him. I've watched him play with his band. I've listened to the lyrics of his songs. 
They come from his heart, and he has a heart, man. Let me tell you something. He has a pure heart. I've never met well, any. That it's is, obvious. Yeah, I've never met anyone that's such a great person as him. And, and let me tell you something. And I mean what I'm telling you right now, and you need to hear this. I know a lot of rock stars. I know you lot, do. I've been all over the planet. I've you know me, to, so I mean, what else can you say? You know <laughs> what I'm trying to I've tell part, you. <laughs> I've partied with so many rock stars. I've played with so many huge named artists. And let me tell you something: his kids are rock stars. Now, make they, no mistake. They truly they are. Truly make no mistake that Bradley and Matthew Schultz—they're the real fucking deal. They're rock stars, brother. But let me tell you something. They're also two of the nicest young men I've ever met in my life. And that entire band is class. I mean, when you look up class in the dictionary, it's got a picture of Cage the Elephant. And it's got a picture right on top of that of Brad the Dad Schultz. Now, I'm not going to sell Daniel Schultz short at all. I've said it for the last two years. Daniel Schultz is going to be a megastar. He is, first of all, He's so yeah, get funny. closer, get closer to your phone, please. Uh, he's so or, funny. Microphone. Yeah, he's so funny, and he's such a nice guy. And I have spent, uh, you know, <laughs> there's some stories that Daniel one day will tell about some exploits that he and I have done. And I hope his dad don't kill us both. But I'm going to tell well, you I, something. I can tell you, before you go anywhere else, I've been talking to Brad, the dad. Yeah. Uh Ever since uh, uh, we finished the interview, I've been talking to him, and the kids cannot wait to be in our podcast. You know what? I'm going to tell you this, uh, and, and I mean this. I, I have been in the room partying with some of the top rock stars on this planet. I've been on the stage with some of them as well, many of them. But let me tell you something. Bradley and Daniel Schultz and their dad and their younger brother, Daniel, they're rock stars, brother. I'm talking about I'm talking about Mick Jagger rock stars, Bono rock stars. These people bring their they bring the game. They write great music and they mean what they say. But above everything else, above rock star, above the fame and the fortune, they're great people. These are people that that you want to have in your life because they're they're the real deal. There, there's no phoniness in their family at all. So, And why did we set up to do when we started this podcast is to bring real people in real life situations. So oh, absolutely. And, and like I said before, if you happen to hear the door bark in the back, if somebody's uh, in the baby's diapers, you're going to hear it because <laughs> right. we got anything out of it because there are people just like you and our. Yeah. And you know what I, what I love? Is is we have our audience is such a uh, has such a vast uh, musical taste. I mean, they listen to everything from hardcore rap to to heavy metal uh, to everything in between. Okay, classical everything. And so when our audience listens to our podcast, it doesn't matter if they're a fan of Iron Maiden, if they're a fan of Buck Cherry, Lords of Acid, uh, Top, Elephant. They get you the- name it. They get to be introduced to these great artists that we have met and that we love, and then it opens up a whole new, uh, whole new, um, whole new experience in their life. I can see some of my friends right now that listen to nothing but classic rock, 
I can see some of my friends right now that listen to nothing but heavy rap music, Tupac, uh, you know, Biggie back in the day. But I can see them right now driving down the road in Oakland listening to Cage the Elephant, listening to Brad the Dad, listening to Dan, uh, Dan Raid. Dan Luke in the raid. God forgive me, Daniel, for saying that. Dan Luke in the raid. <laughs> so let me let me tell you, I can see hardcore guys in Oakland, California. That let me tell you, these guys are hard, brother. I know that because they listen to our podcast, they'll listen to your music, and they're going to fall in love with you guys just like we did. Because you know, you know I love, I love the way you put it. I love the way you put it. But I think most people know who they are. And I can't wait to share. Well, of course they know who they are, but you know what? Now they know who they really are because they've met the man that launched, you know, that, that brought them into this world, that raised the, them. Their roots. Yeah. It's and in you the know house. What? I can't wait. I can't wait for our fans to go to Facebook slash Brad the Dad Schultz and listen to Brad's music because let me tell you something. They're going to fall in love with his music. And then – I can't wait for them to go listen to Black Cat Heavy Metal by Dan Luke and the Raid. You know, uh, uh, Brad's baby baby boy, Daniel. Dude, that song, I listen to that song. Sometimes I get so mad uh, because I can't get it out of my mind, you know? Uh, well, you I get mad it because it's who you are. It is. I listen to it. If I haven't heard it for months, and then sometimes I'm driving down the road and I'll play it in my car, and then for the next 48 hours, I can't get it out of my head. And then I'm driving down the road, and, and I listen to, uh, you know, a, a cut off of one of Cage's records, you know, like Trouble or something like that. And then I can't get it out of my mind. And then it always takes me back to a place when either I was standing at the bar having a glass of wine with Matthew or me and Bradley was standing outside Basement East, you know, kicking it with their dad and their mom. You know, it just takes me to a whole new place. But their music, and believe what I'm telling you, it comes from their heart and their soul. And I know these boys, and I, I would stake everything I got on it. These boys, because I've seen them. I've seen them come into a little bar in Bowling Green, Kentucky, called Tid Balls that maybe holds 75 to 100 people. I've seen these guys that have become international rock stars. I've seen, seen them come in there, walk on stage, and play and pour out their heart and soul to that small crowd just as much as they would to a crowd of 100,000 people. And their dad, let me tell you something about him. It didn't matter if he got paid nothing or if he got paid a million dollars, he would give the same show because that man right there, he is music. Believe what I'm telling you. If you pay attention to the interview that we just had with Brad, you will find that that is nothing but the truth. And we've been so busy that we tonight have. we are we putting two podcasts out. Yes. So right, well, we I'll are you sending gonna... you the rock and roll vibe of the world, and then we'll bring in you to the sports life of the world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For the next podcast, which will be out tonight as well. Yeah, so i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to wrap this podcast up. I want to thank our sponsors, Black Tux. Uh, I want to thank um, Anchor uh, for everything they've done for us. I want to thank uh, the St. Jude's Hospital. I want to thank the Shriners Hospitals. And you know what? Most of all, I want to thank the fans out there for listening to us, sharing our podcast. 
I want to thank the wonderful mu- musicians that we've been able to feature on our show. And I want to thank you, my brother. I love you, my co-host and my brother, Mr. Armando Vasquez. Let the audience decide for themselves and wrap it up. You are the boss. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, listen, everybody, thanks for joining us here again for another episode of All Access. You can find us all over the internet. We're on uh, Apple. We're on uh, Apple iTunes. We're on Spotify. And I can't even name uh, how many. Google uh, Play. Yeah, Google Play. We're everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. We're everywhere. And here's the deal. Without you guys, without the fans, none of us would be doing anything. Even in the music business, in the radio business, none of us would be doing anything without the fans. We love you guys. Be sure you leave us some comments and i'm going to say one more time everybody listening i want you to go to facebook brad the dad schultz i want you to show him some love tell him how much you love him listen to his music asking questions he will go out of his way to answer you and and make you a part of his life guys uh everybody we love you guys thank you so much for listening all access we'll see you again support our podcast oh yeah by the way yeah absolutely you know what just because we have sponsors and you know, I told you what we do. Anytime you support our podcast, whenever you listen to it, you can click on support this podcast. We always find a great charity to donate to. Uh, we love St. Jude's. We love the Hospital. And uh, so, you know what? We love the Leukemia Foundation. So, you know what? If you will support this podcast, we'll make sure. Also, that, uh, the American Cancer Society, which is very hard right now. Yes, and we'll make sure that the money goes to the right place. So you know what? If you're sitting around, you got an extra five bucks in your pocket, an extra ten bucks in your pocket, whatever you got, support the podcast. We'll put the money where it where it belongs. We'll give it to the right people. We're not going to be like foundations that take in, you know, you know, five hundred million dollars and build three houses. I'm going to talk about that on another podcast. Can't do it right now. Anyway, we love you guys. Good night. From beautiful downtown Springfield, Missouri, and Kansas City, Missouri, this is All Access with Roland Roland and Armando Vasquez. Thank you, and we'll see you again on the next podcast.